Writing a book is like telling a joke and having to wait two years to know whether or not it was funny. Elaine Devoton. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And I apologize if I butchered that name. <laughs> French is not my thing. In this episode, we are going to be talking about time. Is time a construct or an illusion? Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is something that a lot of people run into. How long should it take to write? How often should you be writing? How long should a chapter be? Am I too old? Am I too young to be writing? We're going to try to address those questions in this episode, starting with how long should it take to write my novel? This ties in with the end of our previous episode when we were talking about when should I abandon a manuscript. For me, it generally takes me three to four weeks to write a novel. If I'm going at a good clip and I'm answering the muse and I'm doing everything that I should be doing as an author, it'll take me three to four weeks. One of the members of The Forge, our writing club, takes about one week to write her novel. Yeah, I just kind of keep shoving tea under the door and she'll come out when she's ready. Yeah. For me, eh, to be determined. To be determined. 10 <laughs> years, 15 years, 20 years, I don't know, years. <laughs> And when we say this is how long it takes to write a novel, we are talking about our first draft. And this is not a pace that is kept up. So when I say about a month for me to write a novel, that doesn't mean I'm writing 12 novels a year. That means I'm writing three to four. I'm spending a lot of time editing. I'm spending a lot of time doing all of the other pieces in the process from creating a new document to typing the end that in a good flow for a good book takes about a month. So if you participated in NaNoWriMo, you filled that timeline of Lee's. You wrote a book in a month if you participated and completed it. But this is a question that you have to answer because all of us have different things going on in our lives. I have a full-time job. I have a family. I have game nights. I have things in my life that are happening that I can't spend that much time writing. And honestly, I'm not that good of a writer. You're a fantastic writer. Because it takes me forever to write a sentence. I put a lot of thought into that sentence. <laughs> and I will say selfishly, I'm glad you spend a lot of time editing also. That is true. My work with Aspen House, I spend a lot of time editing, proofing, reading. <laughs> So that's a question you have to ask. How much time do you have to dedicate to writing? Honestly, it doesn't matter how long it took you to write it, just as long as you're writing it. I would say my favorite books that I've read tend to be the ones that are written faster. The ones that are written in this sweat-induced flurry of just keyboard clicking. Those tend to be the ones that just move, and that's the style I like to read, that's the style I like to write, and those are the styles of books that I will pick up. The benefit to writing something that fast is you have a lot more consistency. A struggle that I have personally with how long it takes me to write is changing things as I go, especially as a pantser. I will write, change some things, and then be like, oh, do I need to go back and make this consistent and actually work? <laughs> The answer is never go back until your first edit. 
But it is a little bit of a struggle because you run into plot holes more often the longer you take because you forget what you wrote. You have to change things. It's just a struggle. But if that's your pace, that's your pace. Just recognize the weaknesses that come with it. And I think the next question really ties into this, and that's how often should I write? It's totally up to you. I think of it like going to the gym because if I don't schedule it in my day, and I don't say, hey, I'm not going to answer the phone between 6 and 8 p.m. on a Monday, then I'll find something else to fill my time with. So scheduling it is really helpful. To continue with our gym metaphor here, you're building those muscles every day. If you take a day off, fine. If you take a month off, maybe not as fine. But if you keep going, just writing a little bit every day, that is a huge help. Yeah. Speaking from experience, taking a month, taking two months, taking three months off is a struggle. It is very, very hard to get back into the flow of things. I wish I had better time management because then maybe I could write a book faster. But I need deadlines. I'm a procrastinator. That's just how it works. Also, when it comes to how often you should write, it depends on your end goal of word count. How many words do you want to write in what time? So if we look back at NaNoWriMo, if you wanted to complete 50,000 words in the month, your target deadline was approximately 1,700 words a day. I think it was Pratchett who wrote about 400 words a day. That was his goal, which is if you're double spacing your text about a page. It's not much when it comes to writing, but writing a little bit every day is better than writing a whole lot in one day and then nothing in the next. So instead of setting aside a couple of hours, set a goal for a word count. Be like, I want to write 200 words a day. Start easy and see how you do with that goal. And then if you can easily do 200 words a day, raise it up. Do 500 words a day. And don't let yourself do fill in the blank until you've hit your word count. If you don't get your cup of coffee until you hit your word count, you're going to be rewarding yourself for hitting the word count every day. Get rid of those distractions. Put the phone away. Turn it on. Do not disturb. Bury it if you have to. (laughs) Just do something that will keep you focused so you can spend that time to write. But again, it's up to you. What time do you have? How often can you write? Write as often as you can. And don't feel guilty about not writing. I see a lot of people beat themselves up over not writing. If you're not writing, it's okay. It's your own personal goal. But if you want to write something, if you want to be an author, writing every day, even if it's terrible, you can't write something terrible 365 days in a row. But you can write nothing for 365 days in a row. And that in and of itself is terrible. So let's go ahead and move on to the next question. This is applying specifically to the content of a book. How long should a chapter be? I'm going to say at least one word. Sometimes. I want to see a very effective no word chapter. Yeah. (laughs) If you have an example for us, send it to us. Email addresses at the end of the episode. We're very interested to see. But in all seriousness, it can be any length. So how do you choose your chaptering? I don't chapter until I finish my first draft. When I began as an author, I wanted to put that burden on the editor. 
And I talked to a bunch of professional editors in the field and they just sort of patted me on the head and went, that's nice, dear. So after I finish my first draft, then I will go back and during my editing process, every six to 7,000 words. Those are pretty long chapters. A lot of people I see between two and four tends to be the average of what I see out in the world. But I like my long chapters because a chapter break is an excuse to put the book down. And so the fewer of those I have, the more likely you are to read the book in one sitting. As an editor, it depends on the flow that you're going for. I have seen very effective one paragraph chapters, but it depends on your book. What's happening? What's the flow that you're going for? My only encouragement is when you end a chapter, like Lee said, it's a reason to put the book down. So give them a reason to keep going instead. If you're giving them a question, a cliffhanger, a (gasps) moment, it's that reason for them to keep diving further into your book and not put it down. Anytime I've read a book that I'm like, I can't put this down, I immediately go to my friends and be like, you have to read this book. It's so good. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody in your friend circle that does not know the name Brandon Sanderson. If they don't, I have failed. (laughs) (laughs) So our final question is, am I too old or am I too young to publish? The answer is a resounding no. There's a couple of very good examples of authors who published at kind of the extremes of age. You have Laura Ingalls Wilder. was 65 years old, I believe, when the first book came out. And if you're not familiar with her, it's The Little House on the Prairie. A example on the young end of the spectrum is Christopher Paolini, who wrote the Aragon series. He wrote and started publishing the first one when he was only 15. People will not take you seriously if you're really young. And so I would suggest hiding that information until you already have them hooked. Aren't you a little too young to be publishing a book? Yeah. Screw you. (laughs) We'll talk a little bit more about Paulini's story in a later episode this month. But he started as a self-publisher, and it wasn't until the book became popular that it was picked up and became very, very popular. So as an answer to the overarching question of this whole episode, is time a construct or an illusion? Time is what you need it to be. You are you as an author. No one else can write in the same way you can. That means no one else will write like the 15-year-old you or the 80-year-old you. You have a different life than everyone else and you have a story to tell. That is why you are an author. Don't let anything as abstract as time stop you from accomplishing your dreams. Just do what we always tell you to do. Write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 